Hey all you tea lovers, welcome back. Hey all you tea lovers, welcome back to episode 19. Today I'm going to be talking about enmeshment. So detachment and codependency and recovery. For those of you who don't know what kind of codependency looks like, it's different for I think a lot of people. It depends on what you view as codependent. But I, the general definition is in my opinion, feeling responsible for the well-being and emotions and actions of others, seeing and wanting validation and or feeling as though that in order for you to thrive, you have to receive validation from someone else. So you're wanting to feel loved or needed through finding and fixing the problems of others. You're constantly saying yes when you actually want to say no, consistently feeling like you're being taken for granted and then become resentful for giving more than you receive and then obsessively and unconsciously attempting to control the behavior of others. So seeing as though if you have listened to my podcast for maybe the very beginning, I guess I would say, you know that I am a um, codependent in recovery as well as an anxious attachment. So for me, it looks different maybe for for an avoidant or a secure attachment or maybe even a, a fearful avoidant. So it all is relative to your attachment style. But I think for codependency, that all looks the same. It's like you're feeling the need to fill your void and needs met by someone else and helping other people because you're hoping maybe you're getting something in return. So I'm going to be talking about some of my tips that have helped me along my journey to recovery. By no means am I 100% not a codependent anymore. I think though that'll always be a small part of me, but just a piece. And I think that's all based on my childhood. You know, my core wounds are abandonment and rejection. That all stems from my childhood and my parents and, you know, their relationship. Yeah, I think that that has a major, that has a major role as to why I am the way I am in relationships today. It is possible to change your attachment style. It's possible to do the work to not maybe be as codependent. And these are just some of my tips that have helped me along my journey. So when I think of codependency, the definition I gave you before is very close to heart to me. I always found the need to please my partners and as well as my friends in a lot of different ways, but mainly my partners in relationships. And I think that's where my codependency really sprays like wildfire, Fire, I guess, is when I'm in a relationship. Because I feel, or I guess I used to feel, I take that back, I used to feel in relationships that I was only loved if I give something to someone else. That the things that I provided for you, and you know, I guess the surface level sh- stuff, was why someone loved me. That's how I felt. And that's my own insecurity. Maybe it's my own projection. Sometimes I actually felt that that was the truth. Whatever the case may be, that's not necessarily true. I am loved for who I am and not for necessarily what I provide for someone. I'm loved for my spirit, my heart, my soul. And that's something that you as a codependent listening to this should remind yourself that you are not loved because of all these little things. You are loved for you. So you guys know that I love to journal write that in your journal, make it an affirmation, turn it into a mantra if you have to, which is what I did. I literally would write in my journal, I am loved for me. I am not loved because of X, Y, and Z. I am loved for me, for my heart, my soul, and the person that I am, and not for the things that I provide other people. So as a codependent, you know that you have a hard time saying no. That was me. I had the hardest time saying no to my friends, 
but especially in relationships and even a family sometimes where when you get that guilt trip you feel the need to say yes all the time because otherwise maybe that person's not going to like or love you as much as you want them to so you feel this need to like appease their needs more than your own and that's not necessarily healthy I'm not saying cancel every event and reject every person that's asking you to do something I'm saying you know assess the situation if you're not feeling like you're up to doing something and you feel like you know what it's going to drain me more than it is going to plenish me then I can take a step back and actually ask myself is this actually something that I want to do is this something that I want to put my best foot forward in or do I want to take a break set a home vibe chill or do something different I remember there were times where I so badly felt like I needed to be with my partner or a boyfriend that I was neglecting my own needs I remember I would be working all day and I was like I gotta get a gym session in but then someone would ask me hey do you want to hang out do you want to go do something and I'm like oh I know I should have said yes to the gym session and I wish I would have said yes to the gym session but I would be like okay yeah I'm down and then I realized oh shoot I'm neglecting my own needs like that is something that I really value and it makes me feel happier and it makes me feel good about myself is when I work out and I exercise and I or even reading or anything that was just an example is that I would say no to my own needs and yes to someone else's and that's something you have to recognize Also, when you're doing something for other people, are you doing it because you genuinely want to or because you're hoping you get something in return? For me, that's another big one. Sometimes I felt that I would do things for people because I needed and wanted something in return, whether it be validation, whether it be they would do the same thing back for me or whatever the case may be, is I was putting my ego ahead of actually doing something nice for someone. And that's something you also have to take into consideration when you do things for people. And not just anyone. That's not even a codependent. It's like, why are you doing this? Are you doing it because you're getting something out of it? Or are you doing it out of the kindness of your heart? So there's always in a debate that people are always doing something because they get a benefit out of it. But I mean, that's based on what, what you believe in your like thought process and mindset. So that's a completely different story and I can go down like a rabbit hole with that one. But a lot of times for codependents, we tend to do things because we want the validation and we feel like we are going to get filled if we do that. And that's not what we need. You can fill your own void. You can f- self-soothe yourself. So for example, let's say you're getting in a fight with your partner. There were times where I would be upset um, in, in a relationship or you know going through hard times or whatever and you find yourself self being a codependent and anxious attachment that when you're in a fight you have to still be with that person like next to them there's no room for okay let's take a break let's come back to this topic it's getting heated let's just chill out you know self-soothe on our own as a codependent and an anxious attachment you'll find yourself having to have that person next to you and when they tell you i need space you'll immediately feel rejected that was what my thing was when i had a boyfriend a partner or friend be like i just need my space right now you know, we're in a kind I need like a couple days or a couple minutes or whatever. Really have just my own time to think and process. I, I need that. I, I need that for myself. And they like voice that to you and you immediately get def- and offensive. Why? Because you don't know how to self-soothe. That's why. And so I used to do that in my earlier years and I would be upset or I would go when someone was saying I need my space I would go even harder to try to get their attention or try to be there for them and then I would feel like I need to buy you something or be there for you in a way tell you something to make it seem like okay like we're on good terms but you don't need to do that you don't need to buy someone's love you don't need to overly exude yourself or a poor 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 
because someone's needing a little bit of space from you. It's okay. Space is good. It's healthy. It allows you to process your emotions and allows you to think of things differently than what you normally would have thought of them. So when I think of like breaking down the patterns of a codependent relationship, instead of denying your own needs, try prioritizing self-care. Instead of compulsively trying to fix or take care of others, let others make their own choices. That was a big one for me is where I always felt like I had to have control and I, I, in order for me to work and be in an environment, I had to have control because I had such an uncontrolled, up and down, emotionally unavailable, whatever you want to call it, environment as a child that in adulthood, I felt the need to control. But I also date partners or, you know, you date someone who feels the need to control as well. And so that can sometimes be a recipe for a, di- a disaster. But that's really important to let others make their own choices and seeking approval from others. That's a big one too. It's like, you don't need validation from someone else. Value yourself. Give yourself validation. Tell yourself you're dope. I literally in my journal write, you're dope. Like you're fun. You're cool. You're have a good heart. You're, you're empathetic. You're whatever is going to make me feel good that day. And if I ever have a hard time and I'm feeling anxious, I say, I write in my journal why I'm feeling anxious and then I give a reason as to why I'm feeling anxious or I do the opposite when I'm having a really I want an uppity day I'll tell myself you know what you're a great person because of this or you're very creative Diane because you started T with D you have a great heart because you did this like give yourself examples as to why you are the way you are and instead of judging and criticizing yourself practice self-compassion practice it tell yourself you know what? I'm going to give myself a little leeway. You know, I, I've been through a lot in my life and I'm not saying for me per se. I, I mean, I have been, but like I'm saying it for you guys as well is like give yourself self-compassion. Tell yourself that. And then for people pleasing is the biggest one. Codependents are the king and queens of people pleasing. We will do whatever it takes to make sure that you're good. Even if that means not meeting our own needs. So develop a stronger sense of self. Learn when to say no. Learn to say, you know what? I actually, I don't really feel up to doing this today. But maybe let's reschedule and do something a different day. Um, another thing for a codependent too is an anxious attachment too. Is I noticed... In relationships, I always needed to know the answer to something as far as um, if I was in a relationship with someone and they were like, oh, I'm going to go here with so-and-so, but I don't know yet. I needed just, just tell me what you're doing. Tell me where you're going and I'm cool. Like I don't need to know all the details, but if you just keep me informed, I'm good because when you're an anxious attachment and codependent, you like to give a, you like to have a little heads up because sometimes it could be a little, I mean, if you haven't gotten to the point where I am today, I'm not saying, oh my God, the point that I am today is the end all be all. No, like I started pretty rough in the dirt. I'm saying as far as I've come in the past, I would get so anxious and nervous when a partner would say, oh, I'm going to go do something with friends or I'm going to go, I'm not going to, I know I can't do this, can't can't hang out today because I'm going to go do something or, you know, I'm going to go out of town. And that was something that I realized as I grew older, I feel like this last couple of years I've gotten really good at that where I'm like, okay, that's fine. Just give me a heads up. Now I, I, you do whatever you want to do. I am pretty secure with myself where I'm like, do whatever you want to do. Just give me a heads up. Cause then I, okay, cool. I think for anxious attachments, this is something you can ask for your, of your partner, even as a codependent. Hey, just give me a heads up if you're going to do something. Cause it makes me feel more secure and safe. 
knowing, having a heads up, knowing, being more prone to what's happening makes you feel more secure. It really, really does. Not only that, but a passion, practicing detachment. You don't need to be as attached to your partner as you think you do for them to love you. You're allowed to do your own thing and do your own stuff. I mean, oh my gosh, this is a perfect example. And some people are going to be like, you're crazy, but I'm really raw and honest with this. I once dated a guy who I wanted us to start running together and I wanted us to start being more active because like we always worked out, but I was like, I want to start incorporating more cardio and I wanted us to go running early in the morning and I noticed that I was doing some work like I was doing that sometimes on my own, but I wanted us to do it together so it could be like a couple thing and nothing's wrong with that. But then I remember one day he went on his own after I had asked him for so many times to go with me and I was so offended by that. Oh my gosh, why are you, why is he going on his own? That's so rude. What is he doing that for? Doing that for? Why didn't he invite me? And then as an adult and I grew older, mind you, I was really young when this happened and now looking back, that's super immature. But now, now this is gives you an example. Now, if someone were to do that today, I'm like, okay, that's fine. They wanted to go on their own. That's something that they felt like they're getting solitude from. They're doing that on the, by themselves. They want their peace and that's their inner peace. Maybe they didn't want to go run with me today. That's totally fine. That's their prerogative. I don't always have to do something with my partner for it to count. You have to remind yourself that people are allowed to do their own things. They don't have to always do it with you. And that's okay. And mind you, I'm a work in progress too. I'm learning to do this stuff too and being stronger at it and being more teen about it. I've come a long way. I must say that. I'm not anywhere near, I guess, where I want to be. I still have a lot of room for growth. I think all everyone always does. But one thing about myself is I'm very proud of how far I've come. I mean, I used to cry and sit in my room and be hysterical and every day why like why is my life like this like why do I always choose men I feel like I'm giving more than I'm receiving or some of that stuff was I was putting on myself because I didn't know how to set boundaries I didn't know how to say no I didn't know how to be able to be on my own by myself and I think the best thing I ever did for myself was when I got out of my like my relationships that I've gotten out of I regardless of like what state I'm in now I needed those months to really be by myself to figure out what I like and I don't like for me, what I'm comfortable with and what I'm not comfortable with for me. And I'm not saying you have to break up with your partner to understand that. But if you don't really know yourself, how do you know you want to be in a relationship with someone? How do you know that that person's meant for you if you don't even know yourself? So that's another question you have to ask yourself is, am I really with this person because I love them or is it because I'm lonely and I don't want to be alone? And that was something I really, really had to dive deep into, got out of relationships. I'm like, am I really want to be with this person? Like, did I really want to be with him or was it because I was really lonely? And until you find that answer is when you know you've actually found the right person. In my opinion, that's all my personal opinion, but you know, that's where detachment comes into play and codependency recovery and enmeshment. And that's the, basically the whole topic of today's episode is understanding that you're okay. You're going to be okay. Try your tips and realize you are enough. You are more than enough. Prioritize your self-care. Let others make their own choices. Value yourself. Practice self-compassion and develop a stronger sense of self. Those are my best tips that I can give you about codependency and recovery and detachment. And I hope you guys take this, you resonate with it in some form, and maybe use some of the tips that I've given you to help you in the future. All right, guys, I'll see you soon.